I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. For a man who doesn't want sprint races, he's very good at winning them. Max Verstappen once again won the Brazilian sprint, overtaking Lando Norris into turn one to take the lead. Joining me from there, just about drying out from yesterday's wind and rain, is Jake Boxall-Leg. As a sprint race, that was a pretty good spectacle today with Max Verstappen winning. Behind him, anyway. Uh, Behind the top (laughs) three. Um, I think there's definitely a lot of merit in that racing. You had the Mercedes pushing very, very early and then falling off because of the high degradation. Uh, Good battles for, for, for the lower ends of the point. So it did have a little bit of everything, but the bottom, of the the fight at the front of the grid was was it was pretty turgid beyond the first lap. Verstappen put it to bed as early as the first lap, well the first corner really, Absolutely. and it was very very difficult for anybody to to get back into the frame. Norris tried, but it was just too much of an undertaking after he'd been passed and then had repassed George Russell. Um, yeah, just he got it very very wrong at the start. Well, not very wrong, but he wasn't as aggressive as he probably could have been, and. Yeah, as I say, it was done by the first corner in terms of the in terms of the victory. So yeah, Max Verstappen, Lando Norris, Perez, top three finished uh, the top three there. Then Russell, Leclerc, Sonoda, Hamilton, uh, Sainz finishing off the points, top eight uh, there. Yeah, Mercedes. We'll get onto Mercedes in a minute because it seems that they go into races these days talking about uh, fighting for the win, and then they they come out having been overtaken by Yuki Tsunoda. But uh, let's talk a little bit about, hey, your question that you asked the drivers afterwards in the press conference caused a bit of a stir because it got picked up on far and wide. One of the big reported stories after the Grand Prix today was the drivers were asked what they could do to improve the sprint races. Max Verstappen said, get rid of them. Well, that was you asking the question in the sort of the, the written media press conference. Uh, how did that come about? Why did you ask that question? You're surprised that loads of other media have picked up on it and are running with that story. 
Yeah, it's been it's been weird. Uh, so you know, I've just been getting on with with my own stuff, and my Twitter feed has gone a little bit haywire, which it never really ever does. So, um, but no, it's just because you know this is the last one of six that we've had this season. Um, the FIA and Formula One doubling their sprint race offering uh, for this season, changing the format slightly so it doesn't have any real effect on you know the actual Grand Prix on a Sunday. So. It has been tweaked and there are the discussions of more tweaks that have kind of emerged over the past week about changing sessions around so that park Fermi regulations aren't quite as egregious and that kind of thing. So I thought it would be, you know, it'd be a nice opportunity to kind of take stock. Um, People have been asked about their thoughts on the sprints throughout the weekend, but I don't necessarily think that it's sort of come up from the angle of if there are being changes implemented for next season, what would you change? Um, and I think Max Verstappen has been incredibly vocal about the fact that he really, really doesn't like them at all. He's very good at them, as you say, but um, not a fan at all, uh, which I think is understandable. I think certainly for that section of the fan base that are certainly would describe themselves as purists, perhaps, it's not something they particularly uh, value as a racing format. But on the flip side, we had Sergio Perez as well offering the suggestion that things do need to be changed if this is something that's going to continue to go forward. I think... There are a lot of people who would agree with that sentiment. Um, and he's now sort of joined the cast of drivers that have suggested that maybe reverse grid races aren't necessarily a bad idea. And uh, which, you know, it, it is growing. It's something Carlos Sainz mentioned uh, a couple of days ago. And now we've got Sergio Perez saying, actually, it might be a really good idea. What's the most likely outcome then? Discussions are happening. And what do we do with the sprints in 2024? They're not going away. I think we can, we can fairly say that Stefano De Manicali is a fan of the sprint format. But what's being discussed and what do you think is the most likely thing? You mentioned Park Ferme conditions as well. And I think, you know, probably recent history where a lot of Formula One fans watch teams being disqualified after Austin and those teams saying, well, look, we had one practice session to get our head around it and and other teams saying well yeah but we did and and then well actually do we have do we need more time and then everybody just sort of converges on one ideal setup do we want to try and keep these teams on their toes what's the most likely thing and what what's your thought on where we'll end up with this sprint format so i think we're sort of going to get to a situation where we move full qualifying to the saturday and sprint qualifying to the friday after practice and so what will happen is you have practice and sprint qualifying on the Friday. Uh, and then on the Saturday, I guess morning, you would call it, but the first part, the first session on the Saturday will be will be the sprint race. And then you get the situation where you open up Park Fermi again um, before full qualifying. So teams can make tweaks and changes and do anything that they need to do um, that they might have seen during the sprint sort of sessions that they might not have picked up, you know, through practice on its own. So you, you, then you sort of got a little bit of a fairer situation in that the teams can sort of have a second wind, if you like, a second chance to turn a few things around, a little bit of tinkering time between uh, uh, the, the sprint race and, and full qualifying to use uh, parlance from uh, Scrap Heap Challenge, uh, that whole British UK TV institution. Um, so hopefully that will be a, a little bit fairer to the teams and the drivers, I think. Um, is it the kind of big step change that, Perez has hinted that it might need uh, in terms of spectacle. Yeah, I think it's so circuit dependent, isn't it? And even though today's sprint race wasn't what you would call an absolute classic, it was still pretty decent. It was still probably better than most of the sprint races we've had this season. So 
Yeah, absolutely. When we saw um, Alonso fighting with what was that the Gasly fight as well? That was all I found, you know fantastic action to watch. I've I've been pretty vocal and said I don't really like the sprint format. You know, I think I like Formula One because it's Grand Prix racing. It builds up to the point of the weekend, which is Sunday afternoon. Every time I say that, I have a, a really kind of interesting sprint you know, a sprint race and you think, well, I'm obviously wrong because people are enjoying it, but we'll see what, well, you know, we'll see what happens. Let's talk about the performances then. So I think importantly for Perez, he, uh, over 24 laps, he was able to come home third, the, the kind of position that if yes, all throughout this year, he hasn't been able to follow Max Verstappen home and do a one, two in that amazing RB19, he's there or thereabouts. Norris was quick today. He will be kicking himself. Uh, so good for good for Red Bull and and for for Lando Norris as well. Can you tell me how how is he after finishing? You know, started on on pole, finishing second. Because I've, I've sort of seen some stuff afterwards where it's a little bit Jekyll and Hyde, where he's like, oh, "I'm gutted that I didn't come, you know, come first. But then again, we were terrible earlier this year, so I'm really happy. But oh man, my start was terrible. But thank you to everybody back at the factory. So he sort of can't make his mind up whether he's happy or sad about finishing second. Uh, I think I think there's always going to be that sort of mixed uh, that mixed response because obviously when your performance changed the goalposts do as well and so what you're expected to achieve does change massively and so getting a, a second in a sprint race at the start of the season that would have just been, that would have been an absolute more than a victory I think for McLaren that would have been you know a world championship given where they started but we're now in a situation where that's kind of become the norm and it's become expected and the next step is how do they go about challenging for wins on a regular basis Norris can be relatively happy with what he was able to do after he'd sort of atoned for the first lap um, obviously losing the lead into the first corner is, is never something that you want to do. It's never something that a driver intends to do. Um, uh, I think Verstappen A just got the better uh, start off the line in that second phase when you, you on the clutch. But equally, I think Lor- Norris could have been a little bit more aggressive when he'd got that better initial phase uh, of the line. I think, you know, you, you have room there to kind of try and close off the line a little bit and get the inside line for turn one. So it's all about kind of how you play it. And I'm sure that he'll look back at it and think, you know, what could I have done differently? How could I have influenced the the first part of the race a little bit more? But, you know, after he'd sort of been, he, you know, he said he was sort of like a little bit caught napping by Russell uh, on the first lap. But he thinks that, you know, the two Mercedes making up a load of ground at the start, actually, they kind of killed their tyres pretty early and paid the price for it a bit later, which we saw when, you know, as you mentioned, Lewis Hamilton fighting with, with Yuki Tsunoda. So I think, you know, it's all about kind of how you play that. And the sprint race, as much as we'd like to hope, it was sort of just like a, a short, big, flat-out race because of the limitations of the soft tyres and because of the sort of uh, the the nature of this circuit, it just quite wasn't wasn't that yeah everybody ran the soft tires only a couple of drivers tried the mediums uh, it's gonna be a very different grand prix on no, no one's gonna try and do 24 laps on the soft tires on sunday afternoon norris will line up sixth he actually put in the quickest lap in qualifying in in q2 but of course the times are slower in q3 as the wind and the rain uh came in what can norris do from down there in sixth can he get back on the podium on the Sunday afternoon Grand Prix? I think that would have to be the expectation, certainly. Um, he's got one of the Mercedes ahead of him now, because um, obviously Russell has got the uh, the penalty for, uh, for for qualifying. I think, you know, you can probably expect him to, to, to probably get ahead of Hamilton because Mercedes looking a little bit iffy with its tyre wear, looking very draggy, 
Hamilton suggested that the team might have made a, a, a wrong call with its setup. So that's one obstacle. Then you've got a Ferrari uh, to get through. I think it's certainly definitely doable. And I think that's probably the minimum aim, you know, third place, maybe second if he, if Norris can manage it. Um, the Ferraris were a little bit iffy with regards to pace today. Um, Leclerc did manage to sort of get ahead of Hamilton and get ahead of Sonoda, who he'd qualified behind, but it wasn't like a vintage performance. You'd still expect Ferrari to fall backwards a little bit over the course of the race. So, yeah. It's, it's definitely the opportunity is there. I think challenging for the win would only happen in very extreme circumstances. If Red Bull gets tire wear spectacularly wrong or Verstappen has a crash or something like that. Um, you know, you can never rule these things out. But I think, you know, getting second, getting third has to be the ultimate aim. After the success of the sprint in Qatar, why is, do you think Piastri has seemed a little off the pace the last just the last couple of races and here as well? We saw him going off in qualifying and going wide and losing places today in the sprint. He just seems to have a little bit of a scruffy time. A reason for that or just a dip in form uh, compared to Lando, who is, again, really shining in that McLaren? It's not a circuit he knows particularly well. He's, I don't think Piastri has... has been here and raced here so it's all part of a learning experience you only get one practice session before you're thrown headfirst into the sprint so it's not a particularly great learning experience for, for a new driver um i don't think it's necessarily a drop in form i just think you are kind of seeing circuits where norris's strengths over piastri are, are being i guess exacerbated a little bit you know we saw that uh, that race pace that Norris kind of seemed to have the edge on, on Piastri over the most recent races. And, you know, you've been seeing that again in certainly in Mexico. Um, and, and, and it's probably something that we'll see again here. He has been a little bit wayward over the course of the weekend. Um, qualifying wasn't his fault because the, the, the direction of the wind changed. And so Piastri lost a load of grip coming out of, uh, Junsao and that was, that was him off the road. Um, so I think, and then, and then today, sort of slightly lowly grid position, which was, you know, put him in that sort of big midfield battle with uh, with Ricardo and Alonso and Gasly and the like. So I think it is a legacy of just sort of not particularly knowing the track particularly well and just qualifying kind of, I guess, where you would expect a first-timer to maybe qualify. Well, final question then. Looking ahead of Sunday afternoon, Charles Leclerc lines up alongside Max Verstappen again. It was a funny old qualifying. So uh, this isn't, and again, you know, third place, the uh, third and fourth is a, a second row lockout of the two. Aston Martins, Lance Stroll is going to be starting on the second row. So there's going to be a few changes, we think, on the first few laps of Sunday afternoon's Grand Prix. Uh, but look, for those Ferrari, Charles Leclerc finished almost 30 seconds behind Max Verstappen today. Um, and it seemed like Max was in higher management from turn two. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't, you know, all out on those softs. And so probably going to be a long afternoon for the Ferraris and Mercedes as well, even though Leclerc starting up there on the front row on Sunday afternoon. Much chance of a decent result for those two teams? Both should be aiming for a podium. Uh, And one thing I should just point out is that Sergio Perez has been very, very good today. And worked, you know, did lose positions at the start. As I said, Mercedes were very, very aggressive. He managed to work his way back into into the top three. So this is something that he should be able to manage, uh, certainly in, in, in Sunday's race. Uh, he does have a slightly lowlier grid position. Um, and he, but he, you know, the, the pace is there in that Red Bull this weekend to, to, to get through the order. And um, 
potentially fight for for third and second and third with 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 Norris. So it does depend, I think, their fortunes on getting a podium is whether Perez can make the difference and make his way through the field. If he can, then I think that's pretty much game over and you'd expect Norris to occupy the other podium slot. If he can't, uh, Leclerc does have an opportunity. And uh, if, if Russell and Hamilton can, can work out what went wrong in the sprint race and, and turn it around for, for the Grand Prix, then they've equally got an opportunity as well. Because, you know, Mercedes won here last year and, you know, we'd probably come here expecting a little bit more from them. So... I think it's everything to play for in that for, for, for third if if Perez doesn't quite manage to, to make his way up. But um, as I said, he was very, very good in the sprint race today, so you, you can't really discount him. We always get great Grand Prix here, so can't wait for Sunday afternoon. JBL, thank you so much for that. Uh, weather's looking okay for Sunday, although every time I look, it changes uh, this weekend. So we'll see what the weather does. Thank you very much for listening to our podcast today, and we'll catch you on the next one. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.